playing by me, your host, Robert Wells. Wednesday nights, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. The Hop on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Tune in. Live forever. What's going on in here? Well, I told you, we're remodeling closets. I knew this was going to happen eventually, but not so soon. Come on, it's a new year, time to start over. Plus, we need more room for all your nasty construction boots. Uh, you mean stiletto heels? Whatever, they take up a lot of space, Imelda. So what's the difference between this year's closet and last year's closet? Well, um, we're going to have more student voice, regular guest editorials. What about the music and the insightful investigative reporting? Um, oh, the gossip. Yeah, that'll still be there. Oh, thank my rainbows. Great. Let's get started. Hand me a glue stick and the glitter. Welcome to Closets Are For Clothes. What's up? Hey, Gabe. How you doing? I'm fine. How are oh, you? Doing good. Welcome to Closets Are For Clothes. Indeed. We are here... Another every. Wednesday, another oh, beautiful we, Wednesday. And we're in here the Wednesdays, and it's been great. And we're here every single Wednesday, six to seven p.m. Uh-huh, WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Part of the public affairs programming well, here at this station. So, how are you? Ah, doing good. Had a good week. Yeah, we you're living the life in the big gay nation. Uh, it's been it's been good, you know. And I'm starting to get a breath of cold. Uh, the, the cold air. I'm getting a sense of. Oh, that. It, it's like you're getting a cold. No, no, I'm I'm fine. But I'm just getting the sense of the the cold air, the fall coming. Well, you know, I totally around my apartment complex. I like all these leaves are on the ground, and I'm like, what is mm, going on? Leaves. Oh yeah, wait, that's what happens oh. when it starts to get cold. I was yeah. very confused. So that's what's happening, and mm-hmm. and how do gay people handle this? Stuff? Wardrobe change. Yes. Totally. Totally. And totally. so uh, we have to go from uh, some of the skimpy clothes to maybe something more warm. Right. You know. But still form fitting, of course, and appropriate for the <laughs> yeah. uh, for the season. Gray, grays, and, and earth oh, tones. Oh yes. Um, have what? you ever done uh, a corn maze? No, what? Oh no, no, that's like a corn. Uh, you're out in the in the field uh-huh. in the, where the corn's growing, and uh-huh. they cut out a certain maze. Uh-huh. Of all, no, uh-huh. I'd probably get lost. Omg, they're so fun. <laughs> Omg. No, well, so I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, mm-hmm. and Missouri is in the center of the country. Love that. Uh-huh. Um, you know, they say like America's like a donut. There's nothing in the middle. Oh no, which I isn't say true. That. It's not I'm true. from the middle. No, of the I've been country. to St. Louis several times. Nice Me town. Too. Yeah, it's clean, clean town. Uh, yeah. Where I've been. <laughs> <laughs> so um I've convinced or not me per se but uh my 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 fellow my colleagues where I work we've convinced ourselves that we're going to go in a corn maze a maze maze Oh yeah and maze, maze. I'm the only one really excited about mm-hmm. <laughs> I no I think it'd be kind of fun as long as it's not like in the movie The Shining where you kind of go into it and you get lost and you wind up freezing to death Right no I'm not really no. it's not It wasn't no. a corn maze in the movie but it was a maze and, Oh uh, okay Great movie though great movie <laughs> Great well I won't I'll try not to stir oh, those What else happens though. in the fall you know football Football happens. It was a great football weekend. Yes, and uh, I wanted just to mention as far as, far as football goes is that there is the uh, the uh, gay group, the local... Oh, the Panthers. Yes, the Panthers is a gay football team. They don't just play gay teams. They play straight teams, too, and they recently had a, a, a straight... Uh, opponent. Opponent. <laughs> um, but they are getting ready for an exciting uh, game at the Gay Bowl 7 in New York City, and that's coming up in October. Gay Bowl? It's called the Gay Bowl 7. What is in this? In New York and how do City I get in October tickets? 2007. Gay Bowl. Gay Bowl, yep. If you just actually, you can find out more information about the football group and their upcoming game and match and um, at michiganpanthers.org. And so good luck to them. Wow, good and luck. I'm, and I'm going to try and get, uh, trying to get some interviews and samples certainly before they go. And uh, I might even be in the New York, New York area at that time. So we'll see. We'll see. But it's coming up. And it's just football is one of those things that happens in the fall. And it's, it's just true. one, of those, fu- one of those events. Yeah. And uh, the Wolverines won this past um, Good for them. Saturday. I was actually at the game, which was mm-hmm. a friend of mine got me tickets. And that mm-hmm. was a whole lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I hadn't been to a football game in a, in a while, mm-hmm. actually. I don't get to go to everyone. But yeah. 
But Go Blue, so it was good. Yeah. So that's uh, that, so that's part of fall and, and other things in fall, cider mills. Going to cider mills. So, no, mills. you know, I heard someone was telling me that the Dexter Cider Mill, was it you were telling me this? I wasn't telling you that. Has the best pumpkin donuts ever. I don't know, but I think we're going to have to find out. Maybe uh, Dan is like, uh, uh-uh. uh. I, I don't know. I haven't had a pumpkin donut. <laughs> it's, uh, does it I sound mean, good to you? Um, well, I love you know pumpkin flavoring and things like that. And, so, and you like donuts and pie, and I love donuts. Who so love a good donut? I so, feel like therefore. But I can't be able to say that they're the best pumpkin donut. They're maybe the only pumpkin donut I've ever if had. If they are then the only, then they'd be the best. <laughs> Dan, you have to understand how to the statistics. Okay. <laughs> If and only uh, if. So, yeah. So, I got a haircut today. And, so uh, did I. God. What about you, Dan? I didn't. Oh! <laughs> Alex, get a haircut lately? No. Our, our engineer denied us, Alex, and uh, we do appreciate his work. But uh, I got a haircut today, and I told my hair uh, stylist, mm-hmm. uh, I said, uh, non- I told him, I said, normally when I come in, and he says, what are we doing? What are we doing this week? Or what are we going to do with your hair? And I say, well, I want, you know, Cut my hair and you know make me look cute. That's the that's the objective is is cute. And so this time I, he succeeded. Oh, <laughs> you guys, I just earned two fifty by saying that. <laughs> and, uh, and so I this this week I said it's got to be cute and adorable. Oh, yeah. so, so that's just that's that that's been my week. So and how does my, my how does a hairdresser? Do that. Th- that's, I mean, see, that's, they, they, they accomplished are, it. No, but. they are professionals, and that's how they do stuff. They just know how to. They, they are artistic developers, and they can do that with hair. <laughs> Is that like saying like the people at Subway are sandwich artists and not? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. I don't. I. I think probably a hairstylist is going to have to be a couple notches above that. Uh, I'm sure because, uh, you know, honestly. He, they have to go through training and be certified. You cannot just well, go. Well, so do the sandwich makers. I, don't I mean, think they got to be able do, to make Dan. sure they wear the gloves, I, you know, I, and, I and not take tra- the money. Right. With those. I don't mean to in any way detract from the responsibilities and significance of their job, but right. uh, <laughs> I will say that a haircut does wind up costing me more than a sandwich. True. Well, and so well, you get the sandwich. And you yeah, yeah, exactly. Get, yeah. Well, yeah. We can think of a few places uh, yeah. in this town. <laughs> Locally. <that's, yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that was my. I had a little haircut today, and tomorrow I'm going to the dentist, and then I had a doctor's oh, appointment wow. today. So I've just been all over the place, just absolutely. Doing stuff. Man, mom, yeah. I passed. I passed my doctor's test, so that's good. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's yep, he's got a prostate. Yep. Oh, <laughs> cough. <laughs> that wasn't his doctor's test. Oh. oh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I wanted to share with you something funny. And speaking of sandwiches, it made me think of it because yeah. I'm hunger. Oh. Um, there, I stumbled upon this website called HungryHungryCoeds.com. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and it lists all the free food events going on at the University of Michigan. That's cool. Oh, I love it. I'm like, there's some co-ed, there's some undergrad student around here entering these the <laughs> events and I'm like that is genius absolutely that person should get a full ride yeah. <laughs> and I'm looking at all and of them and apparently they are I mean seriously so it's very interesting wow so they're listing various so they're apparently listing various events that will have food at the, that item, at that place where it is who's it sponsored by and the type of food wow and I, now I, that could be kind of dangerous because then you know administration could be able to take a look at it and see who seems to be paying for the food I may have just the food, you know? I did not though well, you know how the administration, you know, I can, I, you know, Miss Coleman always listens to our show. Uh, <laughs> of course, of course. So, is that a region? Uh, she is the president of. Oh, okay. uh, I'm sorry, Susan, I don't know Sus- that. Is it Susan Coleman? Mary Sue. Mary okay. Sue mm-hmm. Coleman. Yes. So yes. So I just. Speaking of which, <laughs> speaking of Mary Sue and the Regents, they met last week. Yes, the uh, at the September 20th meeting, the University of Board of Regents. This is kind of big news, really. Absolutely. The, uh, they had a meeting and they approved the addition 
of gender identity and gender expression to the university's non-discrimination policy. Yeah, isn't that great? So I'm now, so like, what? Happy. How'd that happen? Did they like just? Uh, was it part of a bill, and they all just kind of all this whole stack we approve? Or I don't, I, I no, don't no, no, I don't, no. There was, was probably debate about. You know, there was. I'm sure oh, there's I would have loved for to have years. Heard yeah, that. yeah, it has been. And uh, Jackie Simpson, the director of the U of M's Office of LGBT Affairs, love you, Jackie. Uh, yeah, she said that uh, many people over the past ten years have been involved, really working Absolutely. on this dialogues, discussions, and protests. Yes. And I'm sure it's it's been more than ten years. And and she said, uh, being the director of U of M's Office of uh, LGBT Affairs, she says she feels even more proud to be working mm-hmm. at the University of Michigan. Aww. And uh, and and if you think about the Michigan colleges and universities. Uh, the U of M now joins uh, the Delta College, Eastern Michigan University, Woo-hoo! Kalamazoo College, Kalamazoo Valley Community College, Michigan State University, and Western Michigan University in a, in adopting transgender inclusive policies. So they finally yes. Wouldn't wouldn't you think U of M would be a leader though? They'd be the first. Wouldn't you? You think? would think so, but you know, there's... I would hope and think, but that wasn't the way it was. Um, and you know, I think in the in the not in Michigan certainly, and and certainly there's over ninety schools and colleges mm-hmm. who have this particular protection. Yeah. All of the Ivy League and um, some of the mm-hmm. Big Ten, um, but I still think in the wider scheme of things, like this ninety group, this group of ninety is still the leader of all. Like still, there's like mm-hmm. hundreds of institutions out there, yes, or thousands. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah, and so focusing on the positive, so good for U of M, and Absolutely. I'm glad they've 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 reached that that higher level of understanding and that's going to be good for I hope it's good for everybody so I'm just kind of curious because I know at Eastern it was one of those things where they just kind of like they mentioned it they all said I and they went on (laughs) and like the people in the audience were just kind of like did it just go through? What, what, what did, just happened? Did, yeah, exactly. I mean, there wasn't a <laughs> you hoopla or any like check, you know, yeah, cheer. Yeah, just business as usual. It just was like, yeah. I'll say I, I, any nays. All right, All fast, right. fast. <laughs> it just went on. It was yeah. just like, yeah. it didn't happen. And Good. it just, and so I was kind of curious with the, uh, the Board of Regents here at U of M. Yeah. Did they? Well, uh, we know there's been trouble before, and that's why it hasn't been done before. Yeah, but I'm trying to figure out how did they do? How did it actually uh, happen? Did, so yeah, I don't know. It, I was there. Yeah, and it was a regular agenda item, uh-huh. uh, the last ad- agenda item on the agenda, mm-hmm. and um, it went up for a vote. Um, there are eight regents, and seven of them were there. Um, and right now, it's, there's a five-three split, Democrat to Republican, uh-huh. and there was one Republican who was missing. Gotcha. Um, and but he sent a letter expressing, um, you know, uh, he could support. Yeah, it's support for the. Oh, mm-hmm. that's fantastic. Great. So a lot of the, you know, I mean, part of it is we have to sort of take into account that uh, regents run in a statewide platform, mm-hmm. and they have a political party to appease. Um, so well, and if they believe that their their constituents are against that type of thing, it's mm-hmm. it's their responsibility to represent them. But also, they need to re- represent and think of the big picture mm-hmm. and, and how things are going to affect all the students who are coming to this university mm-hmm. and, and the employees. Sure. Um, which, this is a huge institution. And it affects, I mean, it affects the community. I mean, that's one of the things also is that this not only affects the, the, the school itself or the university itself, but now that, you know, go, spreads into the community. And I think that that's also an effect... Um, you know, it, um, it, 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 now the community is going to be affected by that mm-hmm. and looking at their um, uh, ways of thinking. Well, it's indicative of climate, right? Mm-hmm. So. so, but that's the thing, though, is that it's the, if there was their responsibility, if it was their responsibility to to change it and actually, or to actually approve it, and we've been fighting for it. I mean, did we get a new board suddenly? Did we, or did they? Um, or I mean, how? What all of a sudden made this yeah. switch there that they've been board, fighting? Actually. What's that? There was a new board. Ah, that's what it is. Okay, because so, I was trying to figure out like what I mean, was. It, I don't the... know that it was that was necessarily it, and I'm not privy to conversations. Got it. Like, you know that sort of thing, but, right? Um, you know there okay. was. You know your speculation. I'm speculation. Yes. Is, yeah. Okay. Curious, because uh, yeah, because that's what happened in Eastern, is that we were fighting and fighting and fighting. There was and a whole new board, right? We got a, We got a, well. We got the folks that were most against it uh, left, left. Mm-hmm. and then the new people that came and in, they replaced with all. Uh, with people who were supportive mm-hmm. and said, you know, this is ridiculous. Why are we fighting? We've got better business. We have more business. We've got more important things that we got to get to, mm-hmm. and that's where it suddenly just passed, and mm-hmm. it was just like. Wow, <laughs> you know, but you know? The, the thing about it is, and I and I would say this is, I think that both EMU and LG, and the U of M's offices, um, you know, work towards 
the inclusion of the policy, but also where does that policy hit the ground? Right. So what does that mean? I yes. Mean, so exactly. I think that is uh, that is important. And you know, before the full inclusion of of those you know four words really in the non-discrimination policy, mm-hmm. it was still um, people who are who are uh, gender non-normative did work were mm-hmm. and are protected by the both statements. So right, right. Great. Good. Small steps forward, right? Absolutely. All right. Fantastic. Let's keep those steps going. Woohoo! Yeah. Exactly. Nice. So, nice. man, oh man. So, I had a very embarrassing moment. Uh-oh. Oh, no. So, um the one uh, so a couple weekends ago, I was out of town. I was going to a family wedding and I was really kind of looking forward to it and um we were I was going along and you know, it was like oh, 7 8 hours of driving. Yeah. And well, by the 5th or 6th hour, I was kind of like, okay, I cannot take it anymore being in this car. I love myself dearly, but I cannot take it. I have to do something fun, but I also, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just can't Are you listen. saying you bored yourself? I bored myself to tears. I was, the conversation was just got to the point where we had to like, you know, don't cross this line. <laughs> you know, type of thing. Oh my and goodness. so I threw in my um, uh, Priscilla Queen in the Desert CD. And I just started having fun. I was doing drag in my car, (laughs) you know, singing away, full voice, doing all the hand motions. And I was having a really great time. Did your inner choreographer yell at you for missteps? Uh, Oh, no. It was very encouraging. Like, (laughs) oh, that was a brilliant move, you know? Never thought of that one before. And oh, it was very encouraging. And after the the third or fourth song, suddenly I I looked around and I started to look that I had all these pickup trucks surrounding me. And it was. I thought you were going to say, and all of a sudden I realized I was on public transportation. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And all these young, you know, corn fed, husky men um, were surrounding me and things like this or whatever. And I started to realize. Oh yeah, I'm in Kansas again. <laughs> you know, and I was like, and they joined in. Uh, right, they have that soundtrack too. <laughs> exactly. Oh. So yeah, they said, "Roll down the window." <laughs> and, Turn it um, up. And um, so I kind of realized, like, oh, we'll just we'll just do the mouthing and singing, but we won't actually do any of the hand motions <laughs> and uh, dance moves or anything like that. So it was kind of a very like, whoop, okay, we now remember we are not in Ann Arbor more. Uh, Washington County and uh, yes and so it was kind of a it was kind of an awakening for me of like woo okay this is right where do do you think the border is for you know feeling safe you know Uh, around this where where is it I mean this show is coming out of Ann Arbor Michigan right you know we have an audience of all over the world yes potentially yes Uh, we're available on iTunes by the way everybody yes just go to WCVN dot Org, 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 org yep. and uh, there's a link to the show there to get it on i on iTunes. There is, yeah, and it'll actually go right to that screen, but which anyway, is go ahead. terrific, yes. and it's a great page. And but yeah, where's the border? Because our show gets broadcast on the radio, you know, and you can get it out uh, areas of the maybe I don't know twenty miles away, and that's about it because it's not it's not a hugely powerful station, right? But what about your your feeling of safety? How far does that go? Ah, you know, when, very good. When, when you are driving and you want to do choreography in your car, yes. or you know you're you're with your partner and yep. you're holding hands, where's the, where's the security fence that that you cannot go beyond? Well, I, I think that's both subjective and objective, as most things are. I think there's certainly an objective sense of safety in terms of. What are the things? Because honestly, like when we're talking about if if we are or not going to get attacked, you don't know. Like this whole idea of prevention, like just because I know, I might know self defense techniques, doesn't mean I'm not going to get attacked, and doesn't mean I'm yeah. Not but I'm and I understand that you know there are safe zones, right? And sure. so and and so you might feel comfortable walking hand in hand with your partner downtown Ann Arbor. What about downtown Ypsilanti? Oh, you don't? I don't feel safe downtown Ann Arbor. Why not? Um, just basically because I've had, um, well, one, because of the of the news that I, the, what I've read, especially in the Ann Arbor News with crime reports and things like this, that people have actually been, uh, even recently in the mm-hmm. last six months, have actually been attacked. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I, I don't feel as comfortable if I'm by myself with my partner or if I'm, um, uh, or just by myself. I, I think that that's one of the things that are, if it's in broad daylight and I'm, uh, that's okay, I think I'm going to have more better chances. Or if I'm with a group of people, um, I could probably, I feel probably more confident, but 
I'm I I'm still even like even walking out of the studio, mm-hmm. um, out of the building that I mm-hmm. have, um, even like when I'm at a restaurant or something like this, going going out into the street. Suddenly, there's a different. There's That's a, interesting, and, yeah. here, and and this should be a pretty safe town, so it's right. got to be less safe. The further away you get. Oh, right? absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So that's interesting. Well, I, yeah, I mean, even just that, even in, I've even started realizing for me of where I've, I've moved to um, recently that I said, oh, okay, I'm going to call this home. Mm-hmm. I've started to realize, oh, I've got to be really careful even with my neighbors, kind of a thing, and re- even realizing with that of how, like, oh, this is, this is, this is right. It's not Ypsilanti, it's not Ann Arbor. I have walked down the city streets of Ann Arbor during an afternoon and I have been hand in hand with the a person who I was dating at the time mm-hmm. but and I and I what I remember is that I found myself walking we were walking as a couple unusually fast ah I had picked up the pace of my walking yep. such that I wasn't in any one place for too long a period of time and right. we were moving quicker than the average walker so we were sort of um we would sort of pass by and be out of range before people would have time to react really right right you know that someone would have to actually kind of get up and start pick up pick up pace in order to, to catch up with us yes so yes. you know and and that's probably because i wasn't comfortable strolling you know i right. wasn't you know very comfortable doing that yes and this, we're talking state street yeah you know yeah and having my own sense of i think that's exactly it my own sense of of safety. I mean, I do consider us to be the professional gays. You know that we 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 are out in almost every aspect of our mm-hmm. lives and things. And then when you, I go into an area where I don't know anybody, because mm-hmm. um, I, I was even thinking about that at the wedding. Um, I was visiting a side of the family that doesn't know that I'm gay, and so it was it it was one of the things like, okay, what am I going to do if the topic comes up, or how do we deal mm-hmm. with like, hey, Dan. So don't you think you know the maid of the maid of honor was really cute? She's single, kind of a thing. Um, you know, I, well, how am I going to react to that? Oh, the pressure! Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. You know, in fact, one friend says, "What do you do when they they talk about football?" I was like, <laughs> "I will just, I will fake it. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I just like how I normally talk about football. You know, it's like I just try to figure it out." Um, and I mean, my bad answer for everything is just Daryl Strawberry. You know, they go, Dan, do you know who da- <laughs> Daryl Strawberry? <laughs> I just got to go with that. Um, and so, um, so that was one of those things where uh, I, I, I felt a sense of discomfort. But then I started realizing, like, for instance, there was one particular cousin that was really buddying up with me. I mean, really doing one on one time with me. And male or female? Male. And was this and person setting off your gaydar? Uh, no, not at all. Okay. No, he definitely was not setting off any gaydar. Um, uh, and I became fearful of suddenly, I noticed in the, about uh, two hours into the conversation, what if he finds out I'm gay? Hmm. What will his reaction be? And I sat there like because I was not surrounded by anybody that would that would have come to my rescue, um, and that's where I was like, "Wow, yeah, like what happens, and how do I?" I mean, I had some safety measures for myself, like if I was suddenly out at the rehearsal dinner and they said, "Dan, we don't want you at the at the wedding," then oh, I had God. you know separate transportation. So you had a real fear of that. You were you were ready to go. Oh were, yeah, I had oh. my own. I own my See, own. See, that is a own, horrible thing yeah. to have to go through. Exactly, I had my own hotel room That's just terrible. in case anything happened. Um, just just to be on the safe side, you know that I had a. Um, but I think that. Um, nothing happened. I mean, nothing actually happened at the wedding that that created. In fact, I was more welcome than anything. Um, I, I was. I didn't out myself, but it was much more of a building stronger relationships with a lot of them. And but I thought, but at, at that moment of where I was in the middle of the wedding, and I just sat there and went, "What's going to happen if?" Because like, he he is very. He's very, what I was realizing, I think, is the sense of he is really self-identified with his masculinity. Hmm. You know, his dress, his job, his um, status in life, his you know, um, his family. He's the provider. He's um, he's very identified with his his body as being masculine. I mean, he is. Just, I mean, I re- started realizing that, and that's always a flag for me of like. Will this person understand or be comfortable enough to be able to, you know, about identifying 
because I actually had a brother-in-law who who announced at the at um uh at the meal when we all arrived that um he is not in touch with his feminine side and will never be in touch with his feminine side. Wow. I mean it was like he just announced it. But that and, even that statement made you uncomfortable? Oh yeah. Because it wouldn't make me uncomfortable. I would just say well, oh, he well, re- he's a very masculine guy. So oh no, yeah. see that's the thing. With him it was a homophobic statement attacking oh, right. me. I, I wouldn't feel comfortable. Oh, uh, because what ha- how it happened is that he picked up my sister's purse and went to go hand it to his to his wife and he goes, um, and she says, no, I, I'm taking pictures right now. And he was just like, I'm not going to carry your purse. And I turned to him and I said, just give it to me. I'll take it. I don't care. You know, I people are going to look at me and go, that's not his purse. It doesn't go with his outfit. I mean, it's just, <laughs> I mean well, anyone who's got like, sense right. is going to say like, that doesn't go with your outfit. Right, right. right. Exactly. <laughs> nice. That was, nice. that was a good lead. And he, um, and so coming off of that comment and then going into a situation where this person then becomes because somebody who's that identified I get nervous with um, and um, um, and ha- and then I come run into the to the to this then I'm pleasantly surprised I guess is when I run into those type of men and they're like oh that's cool you know they're like oh you're gay who cares like this or whatever well in that case what'd you think about the groomsmen but I that's one of those things where it's uh, a yeah. I was just like, okay, because I knew I didn't have any of my immediate family support, you know, so I knew and, that and that you were was... out. you were out of your area, you're oh, out yeah. of your hometown, and so you're living essentially in a state of fear. Oh, absolutely. Yep. And I think that that was one of those, like, wow, how interesting that, that was to me about how... And, and that was kind of interesting because another topic came up is... Um, how a friend of mine went on a, a, a the RSVP cruise uh, to Alaska, and on their very and they were like, oh, this is so wonderful, and you know everybody's um, just loving each other, and I'm saying loving each other as in just being very supportive and like, oh, you're you know you're wonderful for who you are, kind of a thing. Um, I'm not talking about sex or anything like that. Mm-hmm. That that did occur on the boat, but that was not something that was what he was referring to. And um, on the, the the goodbye breakfast, the last day of the cruise, he looked around and was realizing that probably half the men that were here are now going back and living a closeted life. Mm-hmm. You know, that they will have nobody to share what a great time they had, you know. And he was even thinking that himself, who's out at work. He's, you know, his partner goes to all their events at work, at family, you know, events, everything like this. But even he was saying, wow, I'm even feeling uncomfortable sharing this with anybody, that there's only a handful of people he would be willing to talk to about this, um, about his experiences, you know, at the at these on these vacations. And I was really like, wow, I mean, what, you know, the level of being out and 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 how um how unfortunate how far our society still has to go i was really reminded how our how how our society you know yeah we have a lot that i take a lot of advantages of being here in um being here in in, in a very safe mostly safe area i mean if anything i think if something does happen to me i think i'd be treated okay people will come to my rescue even if i don't know somebody downtown um but I just I look at that like wow the when I'm outside of that comfort zone of not being able to of always watching you know am I too am I giving out any gay signals am I I, I was really or I, I can't share you know any part of my life how you know? how do we fix that yeah that is a great question because one of the things that I was talking to Gabe earlier about this sorry I'm just taking over I'm really sorry <laughs> um, one of the things that see I'm off for two weeks and I've got a lot to make <laughs> up here folks um, but it's one of those things where I was talking to Gabe earlier is that a lot of um, the the activism that we do is focused on being out and it's, and there's lots of benefits in our gay community um, through activism for folks that are out but what about those that are still in yeah and we don't have any I don't I don't see anything in our activism that we do to help those who are still in the closet, you know, or have to still live that life. And and that's what's kind of frustrating for me. Um, well, wh- what do you think that would look like? Like well, I think the I mean that that's a good question because one of the things I was I, I immediately came to mind is the cuz one of the essences of activism is outness. Absolutely, because you can't 
you really be an activist until unless you have a sense of what you're being activist for, right? So, mm-hmm. so, well, right, but what can you be a closeted gay man and, um, and still and still benefit from being a part of our by being a part of our community you you sometimes have to be out in some you know you have to be out in some way um i mean even at the bar when i go to to the bar and there's people that are there for the very first time this is the first time they've ever experienced or met another gay person um you know as soon as somebody finds that out sometimes they are shunned by our community it's like, wait, we'll, we'll deal with you when you come when you actually come out. Or I'm only going to use you for sex because this is going to be a one-time deal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I'm, I'm concerned of why aren't we supporting folks that are still, that still feel that they need to be in until they're ready to come out. Don't you think we have a number of social support groups which are designed just for essentially a gay social outlet and it's not really clarified whether you have to be in or out and it certainly doesn't require you to be out. Uh, if you go to uh, Canterbury or some other, or some of the other, other groups, that yeah, but exist. is Canterbury still around? I thought the Canterbury group still was still. Around. Was it still around? Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean okay. they, they they still are they still actively they okay. still actively will um, and I think support it, it. and and as I said yeah. last week, St. Mary's group. I mean, so there's yeah. plenty. There there are groups. There are churches. There are there's social clubs. There's the Panthers, the football team. I mean, all these little things mm-hmm. um, are contributing to. What can be a security in yourself, uh, and you don't necessarily need to be out per se. Okay. You could, but but just ha- knowing knowing that there's uh, people like yourself, and knowing that you're part of a collective or larger group, whether mm-hmm. or not you're out, can be comforting. And in that sense, it's beneficial, don't you think? Oh, I think for like like us, like even Anybody, being out. Yeah. yeah, I mean, people who are out definitely add to. Um, the improvement for 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 everybody in our community, absolutely. And you know, obviously, probably the reason why people don't come out, the reason why people are not open about their orientation, their sexuality, who they may be attracted to, whatever, whatever however they define themselves, is because they don't feel safe at the job they feel like they'll be harassed or mm-hmm. fired or beat up or mm-hmm. somewhere else or if they're walking down the street you know i had the sense of i was insecure and i was walking faster right. because i was afraid that i would attract scorn perhaps right. Right. or that someone would you know verbally accost me but that and here i am in ann arbor where i should be maybe feeling a little you safer think so, of all the places and, and i right. and i considered myself out and i and yeah. i've worn gay t-shirts before i've yeah. worn shirts with a, either a rainbow flag or it says uh, uh i've worn a shirt that says closets are for clothes you know a big uh-huh. white uh-huh. shirt so i don't wow, know we, we, gotta, have, we, have, we, we gotta bring degrees. that t-shirt back <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we so we have different degrees of of uh being comfortable with our right. with our orientation, and it's it's a pity that that even in our town here, which should be fairly sophisticated with the university presence and and this collective student body, that we aren't more comfortable. Right. You know. Right. You're listening to Closets Are for Clothes, eighty-eight point three WCBN FM, Ann Arbor. I'm David here with Dan and Gabe. And do we want to take a quick break, or do we want to? Um or not? I'm, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> you kind of looked away. I didn't know. I was looking at um, So great. Let's take a break. I'm Jeremy Merklinger from the Washtenaw Rainbow Action Project, and you're listening to Closets Are for Clothes on WCBN-FM. And I'm super gay. <laughs> so We're back. A, a hey. Of, hey. A couple of really exciting things going on oh. this week, right? So, yeah, this weekend, a uh, couple things are, are happening. And uh, I guess uh, I'll just mention on uh, Saturday, the uh, Triangle Foundation is uh, honoring... Uh, several community heroes. They've identified people in the community who they consider heroes and uh, people in organizations who've given much of themselves in the struggle for equality. 
uh, and they have an award uh, that they give out called the Catalyst Award. Kind of neat, Catalyst, right? Absolutely. Causes something, right? Uh-huh. So this is their, for their 2007 Catalyst Awards, and the uh, winners include Pride at Work, which is a constituency group of the AFL-CIO, and they work to mobilize. Uh, they've worked to mobilize mutual support between organized labor and the LGBT community. The Honorable Lawrence Wink, a state representative, and uh, being honored for standing up for fairness in a hostile environment. The groups uh, YWCA Out and the Affirmation Center, uh, an organization truly welcoming in the community, and especially in Berrien County, against some pretty. Uh, Pretty tough odds. Absolutely. Jim Toy, who we we know very well here. Absolutely. In this can, he's considered an icon and founder, one of the founders of the GLBT movement here in Michigan and certainly locally here in Ann Arbor. And uh, Robert Van Kirk, who as president of the LGBT Community Coalition of Michigan, um, that group has uh, coordinated the first ever statewide prom for LGBT youth. Statewide oh, problem. Isn't that wow, cool? Yeah. How, how different things would have been for me. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. What, 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 I wouldn't have been invited what, to that one either. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was invited to my prom by by uh, by a fellow classmate and uh, and I turned her down. Um, not Aww. not because not because I didn't like her, just because I, w- I just wasn't into the prom. I didn't feel like part of that group. Oh yeah. You know, and I didn't do the dance thing. So. Right, right. So these people will, will be at the um, Ford Conference and Event Center in Dearborn as part of the 2007 State Dinner Event that the Triangle Foundation is having. In addition to the in addition to the dinner and awards, the evening will begin with a cocktail reception and a silent auction, and that all starts at five o'clock. And then dinners at seven. And if you want more information about tickets and going to the event, you can go to the Triangle Foundation's webpage at tri.org. T-R-I.org. Absolutely. And uh, that, again, is this event coming Saturday, September 29th. And there's also uh, a rap event. And that is uh, a, uh, essentially it's a fundraising event. Yes, yes. And it's, and it's not really being put on by rap. It's being put on by the local community for rap. Yes. And rap is the Washtenaw Rainbow Action Project here in Washtenaw County. Right. And they are having a fundraising event at the Metro Cafe down here in Carytown on Detroit Street, 303 Detroit Street here in Ann Arbor. And it's from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. on Sunday, September 30th at the Metro Cafe. So that'll be mm-hmm. terrific. And it's a great time to come out and give them uh, some additional support uh, because they're in a process of uh, trans- transition mm-hmm. and they have been uh, doing some relocation um, uh, or seeking out re- a place to to uh, put their office. Mm-hmm. And I understand they just recently got a uh, an additional three-month extension right. to their existing lease agreement. So, again, they are having a fundraising event this Sunday. 5.30 to 8.30 at the Metro, and there's going to be dancing, there's going to be live music, and uh, some DJing, and some other stuff. Absolutely. It should be quite a festive event. And, you know, before that is the AIDS Walk. Oh, yeah, let's talk Holy about that. Holy moly. Yeah, so uh, the AIDS Walk uh, here in Ann Arbor is this weekend, Sunday, September 30th, and it, it walks all around Ann Arbor. I think it's like a three-mile walk or something, mm. and uh, so it starts uh, down on North... South Main? South Main, mm-hmm. uh, the Detroit Edison building. And uh, even if you're not signed up, you can still sign up, or you can just show up on site. Yeah, um, that, that, uh, that building is right on the corner of Main and East William, right there yes. in the corner. Absolutely. And, and we'll be glad to take your money. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, it, it benefits uh, HARC, the HIV AIDS Resource Center, and the Hemophilia Foundation of Michigan. Great. That is wonderful. So we have wow. opportunities to walk. And to eat at the state dinner, and then to uh, celebrate and uh, dance the night away. Absolutely, on Sunday at the Metro. So, <laughs> man, this is gonna be a great weekend. <laughs> I might just, you know, I might just have to rest up for the next few days just so I can be ready for it. <laughs> yeah. right. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. Oh, this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> man, so what else is going on? What's what else are we doing? 
I don't know. So, you know, I was really really kind of, um, you know what? Um, The other thing that I I was considering this week, kind of think of whatever, as as I was sitting in my car for hours and hours and hours Mm. of, of... Where were you going? Huh? I was going to. Oh, huh? <laughs> I was going to um, um, Evansville, Indiana, which is near Kentucky. Oh, and that's where the wedding was. Yeah, that's where the wedding was. So it wasn't local. It was uh, I had to go. I had to go quite south and things like this. And I always tease my mother because she's quite the. Because um, she every once in a while, I, I can always tell that she talked to one of her to her sisters or to her sister or anyone down there because she had she develops a southern accent again. Oh. Um, and I'm like, oh, so you've talked to Ann Pant recently, eh? Like this. And she's like, how'd you? How'd you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do the accent, and um, and so it was very interesting. In fact, I kind of giggled a little bit because uh, when we were out and about, um, uh, folks would be talking, and I'm like, "Oh, they must be from out of town because they only got an accent." And then realized. Oh, I thought I did that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, oh. <laughs> what's that? Uh, um, that uh, I was like, oh wow, they're from out of town. They've got an, and I realized, oh no, I've been their town. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was kind of an interesting. Where thing. are from here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So and um, so I just thought it was kind of so. Anyway, so one of the things you know, because I've had many uh, long trips in the car and thought about, you know, who is more of a gay icon? Is it? Um, Barbara Streisand or Cher, you know, and uh, um, I hear there was news this week that um, someone else has developed to be the number one icon. Well, I, you know, they were thinking about and talking about, um, I was reading after Elton.com. Oh, yes. Website, okay. Right. And they're talking about Katherine Heigl. Yes. Do you watch Grey's ever? No, I don't. Do you? So Grey's Anatomy. So well, Catherine... actually, the only Grey's Anatomy I saw was the one where she almost got blown up because of the bomb in the, the body. The bomb. Oh, that was yeah. a good one. Yeah. So um, Catherine Heigl and T.R. Knight are like BFF. They're best friends, right? <laughs> and T.R. Knight, I don't know if you remember Isaiah, is Isaiah Washington? Uh, something like that. So um, def- so anyway, so off the set at, at Grey's Anatomy, uh, T.R. Knight got called uh, the F word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Catherine Heigl sort of came to his defense. Mm-hmm. And so they're talking about, okay, so does she have it? Can she, will she make a gay icon? So it's very interesting. Like, so reading this article and talking about what makes a gay icon, right? Yes. So, and even reading the article, I still didn't see how she was an icon. No, I, I don't know if I'm so much sold on her. No. You know, and and I think that that's also the change that's occurred of what how our <laughs> forgive me our elder gay icons mm-hmm. versus our our much our more newer, tenured gay icons our tenured thank you <laughs> our tenured of um, gay icons versus our our uh, on the tenure track if you will. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but is, you know, uh, gay icon is a is a new concept. I mean, that only came about probably at the mid part of last century. Don't you think? Right, right. Well, yeah. I don't know about that because I Wikipedia it because oh, Wikipedia is amazing. Yes, and apparently the earliest gay icon was Saint Sebastian. Holy cow! Um, and the earliest lesbian icon was Marie Antoinette. Well, wow. but okay, but that's us looking back now. That's not back then, though. Well, that's what I'm talking about, right? Um, I mean, the, we look, I thought the whole idea of homosexuality really came about. Homo- like in the last like the, the term so homosexual yeah. didn't start until so like the 1920s. earliest gay icon right. was Saint Sebastian. The combination yeah. of his strong shirtless physique <laughs> and symbolism of the arrows penetrating his body, oh. and the look on his face <laughs> in rapturous pain, have intrigued artists both gay and straight for centuries, and began the first the explicitly gay cult in the 19th century. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I love history. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and history, too. That's right, yeah. So, totally. There you go. So, and, But yeah, I think most of uh, the time we think about it in modern contemporary examples and, and not so much historically. And, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, what you're saying, like Marie Antoinette may have only become a lesbian icon in... Right. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying, right. Because... Yeah, so, but you know, it's it's funny. Like, so what are the requirements to be a gay icon? That's mm-hmm. a really good question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, some of the the some of the sort of requirements, I guess, you know, that the, this writer was saying is, um, who are the drag queens influenced by? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, absolutely. Like, I think we can think of drag queens who try to be Barbara mm-hmm. and uh, Liza mm-hmm. and Judy. Judy. 
Um, and and also, Midler. like, it's, they're also sometimes, you know, at least in gay icons who are women, women who tend to be very, who t- tend to sort of askew conventionality. Right, so or at least who well, who, who plays uh, characters? I don't do. know. I've never you know Barbara Streisand just as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't. How did she defy convention? Well, she was in. She was in. Oh, what's the movie where she played? Funny Girl. No. No. Oh, <laughs> Memories. Memories. Uh, right. No. <laughs> no. Cats. Um, no. I, <laughs> she directed and she plays. Oh. 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 Yeah. Yentl. Yentl. Yes. So yes. okay. that was unconventional, certainly. Yeah. Absolutely. But even back when she was like 20, 22, she was taking on already the um, w- without with, with with such conviction and confidence um, the gay icons already. I mean, she was singing with Judy Garland, who mm-hmm. was already um, well-established. She was already taking on a lot of the, the big artists back then. And, and she's I, got this aura and attitude yes. around her, right? Yes, and so she already had this this confidence and self assuredness and 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 talent. I mean, she was good at what she did, and she's a diva. Absolutely, absolutely. So that's icon status too, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, there's and I was reading that Cher, who we consider to be a gay icon, mm-hmm. certainly wasn't an icon during Sunny and Cher, which amazed me. But was an icon as soon as she put that those you know she was on that 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 navy ship dancing around about mm-hmm, you know i remember mm-hmm. that video yes yes and, and and even and this is the part that i that gets me is that she even rejected um it's not chelsea it chastity, chastity that um she even rejected chastity for being for being a lesbian and and but then realized what she had done and um, like wow, I, I'm I'm really messed up with that thought, and turned it around, and really, you know, accepted, you know, the chastity through through that time, mm-hmm. and um, which I think even endured uh, her to us even more because it was like she she didn't she she went through that struggle of mm-hmm. like wow I I really did and and we witnessed that growth mm-hmm. I guess is mm-hmm. the uh, um and and she, that's when she started really playing to a lot of the um dance music and and really turning around to, to and really being that very sexy right right um giving that really sexy attitude and um and things but she was i guess the thing is what i'm realizing too is that the, that each of the icons have like a like a flaw that we we've witnessed that with all of that struggle right uh with all that glamour and fame and all that stuff or whatever there there was a struggle behind it and they played it out for us i guess and so um, my gay who's your gay okay so my gay icon princess diana you think she's a gay icon i think she's a gay icon Okay, so okay, so we didn't really lay out the the the. Um... Well, we don't. We can't. How do you define what makes a gay? Well, that's what we're trying yeah, to do. Okay, exactly. So 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 let's make up some arbitrary. Rules well, right so there's so there's so <laughs> one of the things that I came up with because I was like fascinated with this topic when you brought it up uh-huh. is one is that um they have to be an outsider. Uh huh. They have to be somebody who who lives on the fringes of community or society. Exactly. Right. Exactly. That they're very expressive. They're very um. They have like a sense of campiness. Uh-huh. That kind of like accentuates um, uh, femininity, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, and, mm-hmm. and I'm right now sticking with our female, female icons gay because mm-hmm. there's a, there's a whole, I should say a whole different, but there's a different twist for male gay icons. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're very campy, they're very expressive. They kind of do the drag queen where they're they're a female impersonator kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Um, so they're very they're uh, over the top. Their yes. personalities are, are presences in the room. Exactly. Um, they have a, a certain um, uh, I think respect. the other thing is that they've made an impact on gay culture. Yes, in some way. Yeah. Yes, and and they and they they do that duality of understanding with like what what's it like being in the closet. Sure. You know that whole th- that whole struggle of being in the closet. Some kind of and, a double life. Some kind of a yes. multi identity. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And they're um, somewhat scandalous. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's real. absolutely. But who isn't? Yes, yes. Um, uh, definitely has that sex appeal or promotes the sexuality, and even talks about sex like like gay men do. Mm-hmm. They have that. They're they're sex positive. Very sex positive. Absolutely. Um, and so Princess Diana, check, check, check. check I know check. exactly. <laughs> as I go through these, um, the, uh, first of all, her first name was Princess. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, and then they either play the, sometimes the, the the person themselves may not be an icon, but the character they played absolutely was it was an icon like mm-hmm. uh, Xena, Princess Warrior, uh, Lucy um, Wallace, right? Yes. Um, uh, with all those, um, Joan Crawford. Right, mm-hmm. and then they also like for like speaking of Joe Crawford, had that demonized like <laughs> against the man, you know. Right. That yeah. as the older they got, they were fighting the system. They were over overcoming the system, very similar to what gay men go through, mm. going through that, especially during that time. Like you're talking about this, this really came about the middle of last century. Um, oh, now I'm onto the men. Um, but um, so that was so. So who's your gay icon? Well, I always I always joke about that it's Barbra Streisand or Cher and things like this, but I was really trying to think about that. Like, who really is my... And you know who it is? Actually, you know who it is? I And you know what? I would, like... I would switch in a moment if she came up to me and said, I want you, kind of thing, whatever, <laughs> um, is Tina Turner. <gasps> I have always oh, adored, even, even as, <laughs> as 10, years of, 10 years of age, <laughs> I... Tina Turner just fascinates me. I She just... Absolutely, from even as a kid, and I had no idea why. Absolutely no why. It, I was she's just, amazing. Again, so she overcame adversity. Yes. You know, Ike and Tina. That was yes. a bad relationship. She came out of it. She yep. she she succeeded. She's successful, and she's still going. And and very and, and sex positive, mm-hmm. and also um really and loves Great the gay legs. community. Uh-huh. Oh, absolutely. There are drag queens that do her definitely. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Wow, David. Well, you know, I, I sometimes think I'm sort of out of touch with modern uh, culture, pop culture at least. And but that's uh, why we love you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh, you should see how hard it is for me to get in the door here. <laughs> but you know, one of my one of my favorite modern performers is Ellen DeGeneres. Mm. I adore her humor. It just I I just click right into it. Yeah, she's so subtle and dry sometimes, and and she I've seen her talk show many times. I love the way she presents stuff, and I. I like her story. I mean, she had troubles coming through too. Mm-hmm. She's obviously yes. had uh, a, a history with television. She dated Anne Hesh. That was a I that mean, was a struggle. We've sort of watched because she's in the public. All these icons of ours yes. have been in the public view, and that's why they're they're icons. But th- because they've been in the public view, we've seen their good times and their bad times. Yes. And what we really tend to appreciate are the, those survivors. Yes. Mm-hmm. And those those who, you know. Inspire. Who, yes. That, you know what, I may be going through a tough time right now, you know. If Ellen I, can get through it, or if, you know, Barbara can get through it, and Tina, I can get through it. And Princess, Princess Diana. Diana. And she had her she had her trauma times too. Absolutely, oh, yeah. and and unfortunately, you know, she was. That's so what killed her. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, well, did I let her, it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that that life that life killed her. Yeah, that life killed her. Yeah. Oh no, no, it was it was the, how they plotted against her. Yeah. So, um, so I was talking to some of my friends, and <laughs> it, it we were talking death. about who this next generation of gay icons is going to be, and some people were thinking, oh, is it going to be Britney Spears? No. And I said, oh, I hope to God not. No, thank you. Now, wait a minute. Now, what if she makes a total turnaround and starts playing to the gay community? I mean, that, I mean, I wouldn't rule it out. Certainly, like yeah. I think that you know, that's th- the thing. It's... Stranger things have happened. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, she, she, you know, dated uh, Justin Timberlake for a while, and you know, the gay, the gays love him. Well, you know, making someone jealous of you is not a good way to mm. gain fans. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I mean. She, she, I mean, if she turns her life around and actually becomes this, and 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 the the press suddenly turn it around and make it that she is like this great mom and she's you know yeah. um, and really plays to the gay community and I think what, she could and, really turn it and you know that's how I define diva too like someone who has sort of this breakdown but mm-hmm. then comes out of it you yes. know so and what, still has that struggle still in absolutely. them even after they come after it what makes a male icon you know I think that that's a really good question and, and, and I struggle because sometimes I think of male like male gay icons so there's Elton John there's also Rock Hudson um, and those are two very different types of male gay icons I think absolutely because like, Elton John is a performer and was very flamboyant and Rock Hudson was very closeted but you know he still admired greatly right just you know from mm-hmm. from what he did and who he was right and, and, and then how I he think, looked, I guess and then I think you know James Dean. Yeah. Who I would probably I would say is a gay icon. No, 
No. I think he was very generation. sexy. Like Elvis was sexy, and he's an icon. But I don't know if he, James Dean is definitely an icon, but mm-hmm. not. I don't think a gay icon necessarily. Mm-hmm. But like, there's also Liberace, Ugh. Paul Lynn, right. uh, Charles Nelson Reilly. Um, but, so, like, but, a, but a who in the modern sense? Well, see, now that's the thing because I think the modern because that's the thing is when I found out that Miss um, Heigl, um, Catherine, Catherine Heigl, Heigl, thank mm-hmm. you, um, when she. When I found out that she was considered like she's the number one icon, a gay icon, I think I think the problem is is because there isn't that much of a struggle nowadays in coming out. Um, if you just accept the community or you're very you're very positive You mean for performers. You right. Mean for, for people like them. Yeah. Not for people like townsfolk here i mean you're talking about <laughs> right yeah. well in fact i was joking <laughs> with with uh um gabe here that there was uh that well he goes well we need to talk about gay icons i mean you mean like the three of us yeah <laughs> <laughs> he was like damn <laughs> i don't have my email box filling up with, yeah <laughs> exactly i don't think so i don't know uh, but uh but yeah but that's one of those where yeah locally Gay icons. I mean, there are people... See, the only ones that I think of, like, in Michigan, who are gay icons, I only think of the people that are in power, I mean, who are leading right, our community. Yeah. And I don't know if it's a gay icon or or gay leaders. That's the what part... Come, what comes first, the icon status or the power status? I mean, uh, we, can, we can think of all sorts of community leaders here. Yeah. Right? Jim Toy is a community leader. And, Absolutely. And, he, and he's an icon, in a sense, isn't he? But he's an icon... But in a, a sense, and but not a and gay we don't, icon. We don't, we don't mean to talk about him, and you know, as yeah, yeah. Well, person, but, but oh, I will. Yeah. Um, but I, well, he's not in the room. <laughs> you might be listening, but he's not. But I think the thing is, is that he's definitely an icon. He who happens to be gay. Yeah, that's the part where I'm. I'm. I mean, because he has so many. For me, I, I feel that he's an icon not just for the LGBT community. I mean, he's got so many other things that he has done in our community um, that uh, that that I think there's a, he's an icon in so many other ways um, that I don't I don't I can't single him out as just he's as a gay icon necessarily. Mm-hmm. He just happens to be an icon that happens to be gay, or like for instance, like um, like Jeff Montgomery, who's going to be resigning from Triangle. Mm-hmm. Um, or moving, transitioning out of Triangle. Transition, yeah. um, uh, I love how people are, we're never... And you know, that's been in the news too, right? by the way. I mean, WDET has been broadcasting all sorts of, in the Detroit Today program, they interviewed him. Wow. They, they, they interviewed Dr. John Corvino from Between the Lines, who's going to be doing his uh, What's Morally Wrong with Homosexuality lecture oh, at yeah. Wayne State University. Uh-huh. Uh, so many events, we don't, by the way, we don't read all the events that are going oh, yeah. on in town. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's just no time, that, but... That, uh, that would be an hour, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we're speaking, even with food or no food. Ma- yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, preferably with food. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. you know, and as far as male gay icons, you know, who who are the big actors and things, right. uh, big performers? Who would of be a good, good gay icons? Well, I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. It seems that it's more, in a career sense, seems more risky for. Uh, male actors, male performers to be uh, uh, into the gay community. Now, we know Sir Ian McKellen, mm-hmm. actor, famous actor, mm-hmm. is obviously a gay icon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you mentioned um, Elton John. And, right. But they are clearly out. They are clearly focused. But I think that's exactly it. With the, with the male icons, they have to be out. I think that's the part that is different than the female icons we have. That we that they have to go through that transition of coming out mm. with with grace, intelligence, and dignity. And it's like and they don't they, have to be gay. They don't have to be gay to be an icon for us. Um, because Gina? I, th- I don't well, know. Well, that, that's female. You know, yeah, that's right. Male so I'm just the male. Well, I don't know because some people would consider Jake Gyllenhaal to be a gay icon. See, that's the thing. and But that's because he did not flinch over the fact that with what he did, Brokeback Mountain. Mm-hmm. He probably he, flinched a little bit. Well, but, yeah. well the first time he did. Um, but, um, <laughs> but, yeah, maybe have lube up there. But anyway, oh. it was one of those things where they, uh, um, um, that they, I think that the, that he, they just accepted. They didn't, um, he didn't put it down. Like he says, oh, I need to make sure that you all know I'm straight. I mean, I don't, 
I'd never heard that from him. It was him. a non-issue. Yeah, that it was like, I, I did this for the art. I did this because it's a great story. I did this because I thought it would be great for my career. But no, things like, you know, that would be, I finally get status. No, I'm just, it's one of those, <laughs> uh, no, but I think it was he, I did not see him... Well, because like for instance, there's also like, like I'm thinking of like like uh, the guy who played Will of Will and Grace. Um, uh, is he or the 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 oh, what's his name Reese that's on Brothers and Sisters? Um, R H Y S. Um, Jonathan Reese Myers. No, is he in? The- no, it's um, who is uh, from Brothers and Sisters? He's the gay guy that's on uh, Brothers and Sisters. He seems to also be playing he's he doesn't seem to it doesn't seem to phase him about being gay so um you know so i think that that's you know and then there's you know sorry i was gonna try and to make a really, us. well then there's, <laughs> well then i was just gonna make a really quick transition it says yes and then there's you know the, it's really too bad that you know iran doesn't have any gay, gay icons because they don't have any homosexuals <laughs> gay. Yeah. Yes, right? yeah they killed them they killed them yeah seriously they seriously, probably did they, no they do they do kill them yeah. it's a punishable by death yeah so and it was probably punishable by death. He listening to us talk all night tonight. So uh, please tune in next oh. week, and uh, we'll we'll definitely have um, continue to have interesting conversations. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Closets Are For Closed every Wednesday night, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor 88.3. You can contact us by calling 734-763-3500 or writing to 530-SAB Ann Arbor, Michigan 48109. And don't forget our new email address, wcbncloisets at gmail.com. The views and opinions expressed are solely those of the speaker and are not the opinions of WCBN or their licensees, the regents of the University of Michigan. For Dan Burns and engineer Alex Belhage, I'm Gabe Javier. Remember, be yourself because you don't get to be anyone else.